Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. All right, welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean, he's JJ. Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Week 7 episode here of the 2020 season. Is it going to happen? Who knows? Week 5 didn't. Yeah, right. We come we come to you live, not really, but after a two-week hiatus because who the heck knows what's going on in Foxborough, who's testing positive, who's not. I love that it was like, we got a positive test for Cam Newton, and they're like, we'll push the game till Tuesday, and then we'll move it up till Monday. And then after that, they're like, Gilmore tested positive. So did Byron Cow- Brian Cowart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they're like, cancel the game. And then the next week, it's like, somebody tested positive on Friday. It's like, game's going on as planned. You can practice, too. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what's... They're kind of playing with fire. Uh, we... I think we talked about it before the season started. I think I said by week four or five, you're going to start seeing some serious COVID problems. And it's kind of happened. Um, Patriots and Titans organizations, uh, we talked about the Titans in the past. Uh, Also, a tale of two different stories there, or two different teams, as the Titans have two weeks off. They might get fined for meeting when organizing outside of football while the COVID was going on. They come out and they score a lot of points. And they win a win a close game still, but they offensively looked fantastic. And the Patriots, on the flip side, were beaten by Vic Fangio. So you're saying that cheating helps? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, also, that the Patriots, I mean, the Patriots looked like shit. I don't know what the NFL is. They should really build in two weeks for just having to maybe if four or five teams have like you have to shut it down or like you got to build in a they got to build in a nice padding there where that can happen because there's no way you're going to go through another 10 weeks of this well they basically have it built in in the in the idea that they could just push out the playoffs right they could just push it back so there there aren't two designated bye weeks already in the season but everybody knows that they could just push it back a week i think they should start planning for that yeah well they didn't do a whole lot of planning in general uh just given by the fact that the Patriots voluntarily closed their facility multiple times in the last two weeks where the NFL is like, yeah, I don't know, you guys figure it out. It's it's actually very similar to how the country is being run where the federal government is basically saying, you guys figure it out. And each state is going, all right, this is how we're going to handle it. Right. Like every franchise is, this is how we're going to handle it. And the Titans are like, fuck you guys, we're going to handle it how we want. Yeah. And that, and we're going to go even against your rules and then lie about it and then probably get fined. But they're 5-0. and oh. So, I mean, what's a fine worth? Is it worth 5-0? and oh? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Meeting, throwing. I mean, I could say Cam Newton hasn't played in, you know, when the last game was two weeks ago. Three probably weeks hasn't, ago because he didn't play ago. in the Chiefs game. That's right. He looks like he hasn't thrown too many footballs. He looks really rusty. His accuracy was terrible. He really didn't look like he's been throwing a lot. And it's like, oh, my God, weren't you? Couldn't throw a 1,000 passes a day. Like, shut up a net in the back, for Christ's sake. Something. you got to hit a moving target, though. Oh, do I it know. under pressure. Get and there's so many or The kid around the block, don't have him wear a mask, and just whip him ball. I mean, very, the, the reads, the hesitation. It looked like he hadn't played football in a long time. It absolutely did. And I was screaming, per usual, this is my Sunday tradition, 
uh, I scream at the TV during Patriots games. And this week it was about why did they wait until the last eight minutes of the game to let Cam Newton run the ball? It was like know. it was like they told him don't run the ball. And I'm I'm sitting there looking at this offense that is completely anemic. There's nothing going on. There was nothing, nothing going on in this whole offense. That's why anything. That's why Julian Edelman had to throw two passes at the it's end because there was nothing going on. I'm like the simplest thing to get this offense going is you use your best player to run the ball, doing the best thing that he does. And yeah. yet they didn't do it for the first three quarters. Set up the run a little bit. They knew one. I mean, the rest of our running backs got a total of 15 carries throughout the entire game. Talk about, oh, setting up the run. 15 carries in the whole game. Damian Harris got six. Yeah, got a lot they were of probably going. all in the first half. They were all in the first half. I mean, hey, Granny, thinking about it, your, your old high school two-quarterback offense, Julian Edelman and Cam Newton. Yeah, one of them needs to be a lefty, though. That's how this whole thing works. Oh, that's right. You have a lefty oh, and a righty right. quarterback. For I mean, those, those at home, it's the best offense ever devised, and it's never been tried out. And it's I, never been tried out. Yeah, I think I'm being systemically – uh, disincluded from the NFL <laughs> with my radical ideas that challenge their oh, base yeah. beliefs. Uh, but just, when Julian Edelman has to throw two passes, and I don't even think they still scored on that drive, it's like they got well, a field goal. They just got a field goal on that one. Yeah. I mean, well, no, that was a, that was actually the touchdown drive. They got the field goal. I mean, there, there's there's a lot to go over in this game, but oh, the terrible game. We we could just stick with the offense here where. The offensive line injuries were the root of the problem for me. Cam was somewhat agree. He was never comfortable back there. And also, I mean, on on him and also the receivers, the ball was taking forever to come out of his hands. He was looking, looking. It's like, you know, one thing you appreciate watching Tom Brady, it's like that clock of three seconds is so ingrained in his head that he is expecting a sack after three seconds. And you see Tom throw ghost flinches when he's got when it's been three seconds because he knows someone's gonna be breathing down his neck. It should be over, yeah. And watching him play, I was like, I think he has better pocket presence than Cam Newton does. Brady? Currently. Oh, definitely. He currently and and that's Brady at forty three, Cam Newton at thirty one. Brady yeah. currently has better pocket movement and presence than Cam does. Dude, he times those those like throws the shoulder. So if somebody's getting to him, he, that little movement will throw them up like cam newton looked like he was sitting back there baking a fucking loaf of bread like he was in no rush he's just sitting there looking looking you see him looking at Nikhil harry we can't see what's going on down the field but he doesn't like what he's looking at but at some point just throw the damn ball yeah exactly or move off the spot he was throw it away he was yeah. standing as still as philip rivers does uh and I mean, part of it goes to josh mcdaniels it's like i've heard throughout you know the last couple of days reading different things, listening to different things, is there were guys open, you know, a CSC was open, and they just don't throw to him. He's a big guy. Just get the ball in his hands, for Christ's sake. Let him run five yards. Is that a problem? Is that so bad? They said he was open on the flats a little bit. I mean, he might be. Just throw him the ball. See what happens. Are they afraid that it's just going to bounce off his hands and get picked off? I know. I, I want to see him. I was really happy to see him on the field. I mean, Ryan Izzo is playing. I've, I've had my issues with him. He goes out there. He has an injury. I'm, I'm looking at him like he's definitely tore a ligament in his knee. The way he got bent back or he broke his fibula. Those are the two options in my head. Like eight plays later, he's back in there. And then fumbles. And ball. then he fumbled and that got him out. And they're like, okay, this guy's out now. 
Let's yeah. bring let's bring in the other guy. And he was playing they they lined him up at multiple positions. I was just waiting for him to get the chance. I was also waiting for Nikhil Harry to get targeted. I mean, how do you leave you got a, a guy who's 22 years old, limited experience in the NFL. You're just going to let him do nothing for 59 minutes and then the most crucial play of the game, you're going to throw him the ball. It's like maybe maybe you could do that with Edelman. Maybe. Yeah, sure. But not, not the 22-year-old kid who's starting his 10th game of his career. What yeah, are you you're doing? Like trying to build this dude's confidence and you're slowly doing it every week and then like yeah, sure. It shouldn't have to we shouldn't have to build his fucking confidence that much, but like give him an end around. They stopped doing that. They're like, "All right, he can't exactly. do that anymore." Give him a, they said that we know he can run a slant. Like, yeah, you can't throw that at him every can't you throw once a game? How about a wide receiver not even a wide receiver screen, just any any of the times, multiple times that I was once again yelling at the te- television set. Uh, when they they're got playing, a ten yard cushion. Exactly, they're playing off coverage on him. Just snap the ball, throw him the ball, and watch him run over somebody thirty pounds lighter than him. Yeah. How about him get chance. him in the game that way? That's the best part of his game. Set him up to succeed. Instead, you're like, well, can you can you run a fourteen yard comeback on fourth and eleven after being completely being effectively a blocker this entire game? And he, it was brutal, and man. He, and he, he was knows. doing good blocking. He blocked way downfield on on something. Someone's run. He does block, and that's the reason he's on the field is because he blocks well. That's the reason that he plays the most snaps of any of our receivers. Wow. Not that there's a lot to choose from. Well, that's good to start with. There's a positive of his game, but I mean, he's got to be he's got to be better. And Cam's just got to let him make a play. He's, yeah. Cam's got to let these guys make a play. That's part of what you know. Some of the throws, there was a throw over the middle to James White. He threw it really low. James, he had White had at least five more yards if it was thrown at his chest. He made a great catch. James made a great it. catch. Made a great catch. But if you put that on the money, he is uh, like that's a at least a five or ten yard gain if he makes a move. And then you know wildly inconsistent throws on some of them, and just yeah, not letting guys make plays. Just throw it out there for Christ's sake. You're worried getting intercepted. We're way past that at this point. They've yeah. scored three points through the fourth. Let it fucking fly. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Let it fucking. Fly. Yeah. He he underthrew Bird. On one, Bird was wide open in the end zone, and it was underthrown, almost picked. That would have changed the game entirely. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot of problems offensively. In, and once again, to note, I mean, the offensive line is crucial to everything you're going to be doing on offense yeah. when you have three guys missing from injuries as well as, I think I guess, two guys missing from injury. A third, a third starter is missing because of COVID. Marcus Cannon opting out. David Andrews. Is expected to be back. Yeah, shortly, which big. will be huge. That way, you ha- you yeah. don't have Joe Tooney playing out of position. He goes there back was a to bad left guard. Snap. There was I, a bad snap. There was one bad snap. Uh, Isaiah yeah. Wynn playing, bumping down to left guard. I don't know who thought that was a great idea. It's like Isaiah Wynn played left tackle in college. He's played left tackle in the pros. Let's move him to guard. Like what? And he was doing really good too. Obviously, he's great. At tackle. At tackle, he's been pretty good, except for this game, and everyone was shitting all over him. And it's like, well, he's out of position. I know it doesn't seem that difficult, but, you know, if it took him a long time to get the playbook, which made it, might have might have done, then maybe he's, the run blocking is different for him and he can't get his feet right. Who knows? I don't blame him that much for that. But, yeah. And then Froltold came in played pretty good, though. I thought so, too. I thought he did. 
So, like, a Wenu is, like, nasty. Yeah, he's incredible. That, that's what I think they were doing, is they were they were trying to consolidate their three best linemen, like, basically the yeah, only ones. into they, the middle. Into the middle, and then they're like, okay, we'll just chip on the outside at all times. Mm-hmm. We'll just Literally. run up the A gaps, and we'll chip on the outside, and then we'll be set. And it's like, yeah, but you don't have any advantages. Maybe you're covering your weakness, but you don't have any advantages there. So right. then they shifted to, okay, let's make the left side of our line strong, which makes sense to me. All right, let's at least have a, an advantage on one side. Right. Uh, but at that point, they're down two scores, two touchdowns, really, uh, and they weren't able to to march back in the game. I want to talk about the defense. Do you know what uh, what Drew Locke's QBR was in this game? Um, Don't look it up. Answer. <laughs> I no, I have no idea. I'm so not I'm testing your Googling skills. <laughs> Nineteen. It's horrible. Nineteen. Yeah, horrible. Terrible. His quarterback rating was 34.9. 10 for 24. Yeah, it was bad. And I know a lot of that is reflective of the two interceptions he threw in the fourth quarter. He was trying, trying to give the game away. I mean, the I think the defense played tremendous. I do think that they, I mean, when you look at the, the overall rushing yardage, it's mm-hmm. like four yards a carry, three nine, uh, if you take away the... Well, yeah, I mean... If, if you take away the the kneel downs that Drew Locke had in the, in the first and second half, uh, I think they played fine. It's just like they let them sustain drives in the middle of the field. And then, I mean, McManus was just knocking them home everywhere. Yeah. Well, uh, part of the issue with the run game, I mean, they let up a lot of yards, but they were missing. They, we don't have any D-tackles, so talk about offensive line problems. Lawrence Guy is the only person playing D-tackle right now, like literally. Adam he, Butler got Ad, hurt. That hurt. Adam Butler got hurt. Cowart is on the COVID list. So there's your two starters along with Guy. So they're out. Then you had this dude off the practice squad come up who played okay. But, I mean, they were opening up holes. And you got to think if there's a better player there, those holes aren't going to be as big. So And then they started putting Wise in there. And he's been really good pass rushing up the middle and on the end. But run blocking as a D tackle, he's good at it as a D end. Not the same on the interior. He gets blown up, so I could understand that. But, yeah, I mean, I thought the defense played well given that the offense did absolutely nothing. Nothing to it's, help them out. Nothing to help them out. The only th- I mean, they played great in the red zone. It was just a matter of they couldn't get out of their own way a couple times. That's why I only say they were good. You know, the third and 21 they let up down the sideline. Jason McCourty was like, oh, my God. Like, that one, how are you giving up uh, a 21-yard third down? You know? That was like, frustrating. It was a great pass, great catch. Yeah. So, I mean, you let up six field goals. It's like you, they came up with the two picks at the end, literally because Vic Fangio and their goddamn coaching staff are so stupid. You lost to such a dumb coaching staff that they actually let you in the game. They, we had no chance late in the fourth quarter being in this game if they had any clue what was going on. <laughs> running for four yards a carry, and you're, and you're throwing the ball like – bombs away verticals down the field so our cornerbacks just pick them off it's like how sh- the only thing going right for us right now is the cornerbacks and you're like you know what let's just throw it up as high as we can and see if somebody comes down with the ball here's, oh my god here, here's the situation i i understand the first interception that was third and 11 uh and they were trying to right, get that right. first down but the second interception patriots are just coming off a touchdown they're yep. I mean, just coming off a field goal from the previous interception. Yeah. So that he throws a pick, we go three and out, we kick a field goal, 
Uh, now it's 18 to 12. It's a one-score game, three minutes and 15 seconds to go. Just like you said, we haven't stopped the run all day. And immediately they decide to, I mean, just calling a pass play is a mistake. Ridiculous. Just calling one. Never mind throwing downtown into double coverage. Jonathan Jones makes an incredible interception. For whatever reason, it seemed like the Broncos' passing game plan was we're going to throw it against Jonathan Jones. Which they did a lot. They did it all the time, and he stood up to it the whole time. Yeah, I mean, Drew Locke's 10 for 24. I don't know how many targets he had at Johnny Jones, but he was in on a lot. He played well. He played really, really well. And uh, that's the, the situation they they throw that in. Then the Pats get the ball back. We know exactly what happened. They march down. They trick plays, everything else. Ends with them not being able to, to punch it through. Uh, but defensively, they basically didn't even let them into the red zone. They were making them kick deep field goals. McManus was terrific. He kicked multiple 50-yarders. Uh, this is also a terrible offense. It's a really bad offense, yeah. So, you know. I don't wh- – I'm give it trying as to a, say the defense played well. Well, yeah, I think well might be a little too good. Given I the fact well that they had one NFL-caliber defensive tackle, uh, right. one NFL-caliber inside linebacker in Jawan Bentley. Well, actually – Afrony Jennings started to get some time. He looked a little bit out of place, but he he played all right. He played okay. Yeah, played I liked okay. seeing him out there. He's a big presence out there, and it looks like one. He looked a little uncomfortable, but once he gets up to speed, I think he can make some plays. I thought Bentley in probably the the it definitely in the second half, but into the second quarter as well was mm-hmm. getting into the backfield and making plays. He was making the the biggest plays. Uh, and from a run-stopping perspective on the entire yeah. defense. I think that his game, when they have him in coverage, he is. I think we knew this. He's absolutely lost, but he's he's pretty good at shooting the A-gaps. I feel like the strength of his game, if, if he has one, is him shooting an A-gap or a B-gap to you know neutralize the run or on a pass play. That's his thing. He can't really be out there in coverage. No, and you don't want him out there in coverage, unfortunately. No. He's they the, do it. he's a defensive play caller and he has to be out there. <laughs> Gosh. That's where it's at. <clears throat> okay, two things to go in this game. Coaching decisions. Number 1, Belichick declines a penalty. This is on the final field goal of the game. Mm-hmm. Patriots are down 12, I mean they're down 15 to 6. No. 15 to 15 to 3. Okay? Down 15 to 3 with 12 minutes to go in the game and uh, Bill decides, I guess it's, I should clarify, it's uh, at the very, very end of the third quarter. It's like a minute to go in the third quarter. Uh, thanks for bearing with me. 18 to three, <laughs> third and four. It's an incomplete pass, but there's a legal use of hands of the face on the offense. So you could take it back and do fourth and nine from the 41 yard line, or you could decline it and take fourth and four from the 36 yard line. He declines it. McManus hits the field goal. Third and nine? Third and nine. That's what I meant. Third and nine from the 41 or fourth and four from the 36. McManus hits the 54-yard field goal. So we have the benefit of that in hindsight. Did he make the right decision? That's a tough one for me because, I mean, I feel like you want to put your defense in position, but I think Bill was afraid that they weren't going to stop him. This is after the third and 21 conversion. Right. That's fresh in everyone's mind at this point. He was probably like, you know what, screw it. I mean, you you always like it was surprising seeing him decline it, but he clearly wanted to get to fourth down. He I did not. So too. 
he did not want to keep that going. And a 54-yard field goal is not a gimme. No, no, it's not. But that dude had been nailing them all day. It was like, ah, this guy might hit a 54-yarder. He might hit it, but he's also due for a miss. I mean, I don't <laughs> think that was as bad. I think the not challenging that James White spot, a little surprised about that one. That was the other one I wanted to talk about. So I was pretty upset with the refereeing most of the game. I thought that they just were either siding with uh, with the Broncos on a lot of things, or it was just like natural places where they usually just, you know, they call it a turnover. They call it a touchdown. They're like, it's going to be auto-reviewed. They just weren't doing that, and they forced, I mean, they forced Belichick to challenge a play later on in the fourth quarter. But mm-hmm. before that, it was this spot where James White clearly, I mean, clearly for us, jumped he was getting tackled, and then he gathered himself, and he dove across the first down marker. This was mm-hmm. at, like, our own 19-yard line. Right, right. And for whatever reason, the the side judge just didn't see it that way and marked it short. And yeah. then, Bill, it's not like – I mean, we had the ball. It's not like we were in a rush to punt it. It's not like his I know. The time was constrained, and so he just let odd. it go. I was like, yeah. it looks pretty damn clear to me. I don't That's know a how possession you just gave, and they were moving the ball a little bit. This is in the fourth quarter when we're down two scores. We needed yeah. every possession. I know, so I don't. That was a little. That was almost like the coaching staff was just like giving up because you know McDaniel's play calling the whole game. I mean, I say this a lot. I it's so obvious what we're gonna do. It's just so vanilla sometimes. It's like, dude, holy crap! Like I know you're gonna run it. I know you're going to do a little – you're going to try and do a comeback route to Damian Bird. Like, I know you're going to do a screen here. It You're reeking of screen right here. You know, not all the time, but just so much. It's like if me and you and Joe Schmo are picking up on what the hell you're calling the, the defense is friggin' picking up on it too. Oh, yeah, they must know. They must so know. So it's like you got to come up with like – I don't know if it's you want to go to quick tempo type of thing. If you, you know, figure out how to get the, the young tight end and Nikhil Harry more involved during these games. Edelman, you know, hasn't been – get a receiver, get a tight end in the trade. They need to do something. They need something. Agreed. Agreed. They need something. They need something. Yeah. And they're, they're going to have a couple weeks uh, ahead of difficult games in which they're going to have to figure this out because right now they have a losing record. Even though the Bills have lost two consecutive games, there's still multiple games back mm-hmm. in the AFC East. Uh, so there, there's a lot to work on. But the, the team has effectively the same bones that it had prior to the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. And even during the Chiefs game, when you're looking at it like, this team's pretty damn good. They're good. Yeah, they still got a good defense. They, they need to practice. They need to get they healthy. Get healthy. Some of these guys to come back on the offensive line. And they just... they for whatever reason, they need to figure out how to get the ball into their playmakers' hands. They just couldn't do that this week. Yeah, and you got to – Josh has got to tell Tim if he's not telling him, like, hey, th- throw it out there. Let the guy make a play. You know, Tom Brady always says, I want – like, I'm trying to get you to make a play. Got to get that Cam Newton. Like, you don't have to be the one running for 40 fucking yards because at one point it felt like, oh, my God, unless Cam runs for 40 yards, like, he's got to put it all on his back. It's like, no, he shouldn't have to do it. Throw the ball. Give the ball for somebody else. Like, that's okay. Preferably somebody wearing number 15 or 86. Yes. In James White, 
and Damian well, they Harris. That. They definitely Damian got the Harris ball to looked James. Great on his one pass play, and they're like, you know what? That looks fantastic. We're not going to do it again. It's like, great, sick, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, that'll that'll do it for that game. Uh, el- elsewhere in the NFL this weekend, we mentioned the Titans, who had very limited practice time, uh, sanctioned practice time, able to beat the Texans in overtime in a game that Tennessee went up big. Texans came all the way back. They had a seven-point lead, eight-point lead. No, seven-point lead. Uh, at the very end of regulation, Titans, I, I was able to tune in for the end of that game, march it all the way down for a touchdown, and then control the ball in the in overtime and go for a touchdown. I mean, the Titans are 5-0. and Derrick Henry looked unstoppable again. Tannehill's playing good. Yeah, they're, they're looking good, man. They're looking like a real contender this year. Pretty damn solid. And they have a huge matchup next week against the Steelers, who are just yep. coming off a dominant performance against the Browns, in which Kate, in which uh, Baker Mayfield actually got benched. I know. That's starting to be a new trend, like benching a quarterback to get their, their mind right. It's like, interesting. It worked for Garoppolo. I mean, worked for Garoppolo. It the, came up, three touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll get back to the Niners because we got a preview next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple other games that stood out, Jets. Jets, we always have to mention them. Get shut out, oh, Miami. Terrible. They're so bad. It's it's unbelievable. It's just pathetic. I, Those I, poor poor Jets fans. I mean, they they thought they had a season too. That's embarrassing. I mean, they think that every year. I know, but like they thought this was the year, as they always do. But th- but this year is just so bad. Somehow, Adam Gase still has his job. They got a really tough schedule too. If you look at their next like six games, like they're basically from now to the end of the year. Like they might not win a game. They're playing the Bills this week. They're fucked. They're playing the Bills. They're playing the Patriots. They got the Chiefs. They, I think they got the Steelers. Like they're playing like the hard teams one week after. They got no chance. No chance. These lines are going to be hilarious on those. Games. Oh yeah. Um, Brady kicks the crap out of Aaron Rodgers. I know it's the you know the Bucks versus the Packers, but how good did Gronk look too? Gronk got going. You know it was it's pretty good. They look pretty good. I know. I love Rogers is such a, a funny personality to me when they're like bringing up, hey, you're doing so great. It's September. And he's like, yeah, even my bad years would be career years for other people. It's like, or you could just say, you know, it's September. We haven't done anything yet. You could what say, he say something. He really said that? Yeah. He goes, some of, I mean, I haven't read the direct quote. This is just the headline. Yeah. So take take it with what you will. But yeah, he's like, some of my down years are people's career years. It's like, yeah, maybe it's Andy Dalton's career year, but also it's wow. September. Don't be standing out here being like, I'm the shit right now. Yeah. Obviously, you're the shit. He's he's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. But All then right? you're going to go, if you talk too much, you're going to go get your ass kicked. Yeah. Like you just did. Dominic and Sue got so mad that he got called a penalty on for hitting Aaron Rodgers that he basically on the next pass play destroyed the offensive lineman and killed Rogers. It was <laughs> funny as shit. It was within so many plays and he and then Sue got up and screamed at everybody like, Yeah, you like that penalty? Like he was got this, you know, awakened to sleeping. Their defense played well. That's so good. Yeah. I I love Todd Bowles looks so laid back. He just yeah. looks like he doesn't talk. He doesn't show any emotion. But his players love him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this guy doing behind the scenes that I don't see? Because there's no way you could, 
inspire that much emotion from your players by just standing still yeah, and being right? all stoic like that. Yeah, literally. So he's. An, I, I want to know more about him. Uh, but but that defense has the makings to be a really good unit, and I know that they were really good last year. They had I mean, at least statistically they were really good. Mm-hmm. But what's up? I gotta pee so bad again. I've been drinking it's so been, much water. It's been twenty nine minutes. I know. I drank so much water right before the show. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was wicked dehydrated, so I drank like three glasses. No. Peeing like a racehorse. Sweet. Dude just texted me. Dr. Evil. Ow. Feel better? Sorry about that. It's okay. A lot better. Take a piss outside. Also, yeah. That dude actually texted me. I'm on. I'm in. Hooray. Yeah. So if you see me just texting, just keep talking. Is that like eight months in? What's eight months in? How long? When, when was the last oh. time you worked? February. April. Yeah. Uh, I was paid through it through like the first week of April. Yeah. So we we were shut down. It was like March 14th, and then I got like like another week. So like end of end of March, last week of March. Good for you. Literally. So I didn't get paid. For three weeks of April, and then I started my unemployment like May, the first week of May, last week of April or something. It runs out next week. Good timing. Talk about the way things work, huh? Yeah. Good I was timing. just like thinking to myself, I was like, oh, I gotta figure out if I can sell these wood, this wood shit, or if I, you know, I gotta text Bob, see what happens. I gotta text Bob next week, no matter what. And then I said that last night, and Brandon texted me today, and now it seems like I've got some kind of job for two weeks. So. Wonderful. Boom. Good for you. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to jump back in here. Rock and roll. <clears throat> but I really like what they've built on that defense where you have, I know they just lost Vitavea, but on the edge, you got Shaq Barrett, you got JPP, not outstanding. I mean, I'm not in love with either of those players, but they're good, solid pass rushers off the edge. And then in the middle, this is my favorite part, Levante David, Devin White, uh, two, I mean, two really athletic really athletic inside linebackers where Levante David is the wise guy. Devin White is just, he, he's like phenomenally explosive when you see him on the field. I love yeah. that Levante David went, played college football with Ndamukong Sue at defensive. Yeah. I, I love that they came, they both came out of Nebraska 10 years ago and found their way onto the same team. And then on the back end, huge fan of Antoine Winfield Jr. I, do you see that hit he had on Aaron Rodgers in the end zone? And they, thought about flagging it the way that they protect quarterbacks oh it it drives me nuts when it's like as soon as you decide to run the ball you're a runner you're not a quarterback anymore but they they protect him completely differently and i I get it i get it but it it bugs me and then on the outside carlton davis one of my auburn boys is finally growing up and becoming a top tier cornerback where he's shadowing Devontae adams across the field so they have skill yeah. at all three levels, and then really have, been waiting a long time to talk about Tampa's defense. I, I, huh? well, I mean, I, I watched them for whatever reason. The NFL only had two late games this week, and one of and them was, was dog cool. shit. And so I was just watching the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, no, pretty good. I mean, they kicked the crap out of Green Bay's, you know, unstoppable looking offense for the first four weeks of the season. So, yeah, they played really well. Yeah, Brady didn't really need to have. He only had 166 yards passing. Um, Green Tampa's doing pretty good, you know. Here we are, 
it's uh, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Bucks versus Cam Newton and the Patriots to see who does better. And at the moment, Tom Brady's ahead. Now, I know it's gone back and forth. Oh, he's Tom, ahead. Tom Brady's ahead. And I'd say it's by a little more than, uh, you know, a little more than it was before for sure. Yeah, most definitely. And then the the last game I want to talk about from this week, which was actually on Tuesday, uh, uh, mon- Monday, I should say, was Chiefs over Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> sloppy game. No, I mean yeah. like weather sloppy. Yeah. Uh, his mother was a mutta. The, the Chiefs went out and they changed their whole game plan. Can you believe they had the most rushing attempts of any game Andy Reid has ever coached? Ever. Really? Over the last 20 years. Wow. Pretty cool. Uh, they, they're able to squeak out a win. Josh Allen has had two mediocre performances. I really haven't thought that he's been that bad in either of their two losses in their last two games. Uh, but back-to-back losses for them, he blames himself. I'm, I continue to be impressed with him because I thought he was shitty, and he's turning out to really not be shitty where his bad games are okay games. Yeah, he's learned how to um, throw somehow. somehow. He's learned to be like, oh, I mean, he's got a ridiculous arm strength. You know, like he can throw the ball like probably 100 yards, and I wouldn't be surprised. But like last year, it was just airmail special one after another. It's like the guy would be running down the field wide open, and he would sail it 20 yards over their head. And that is not happening this year. And that was his problem. Now, instead of sailing it over the guy's head 20 yards, like he's hitting them one out of every two times. And it's like, oh, and his bad passes aren't 50, you know, way overthrown there. You know, just kind of bad passes. They're not like, holy shit, what's this guy doing at quarterback passes? <laughs> right? Yeah. So Impressive. I can't believe it. It sucks. It sucks. I mean, they are, what are they, four and two? Four and two. And we're two and three. So, you know, hey. They're in a better spot right now. It's a long season, but better spot than the Pats are right now. Yep. And then uh, this week, well, also on Sunday Night Football, the 49ers get a, a mild upset victory over the Rams. Uh, after the Niners come out of getting blown out in Southern Florida, they host the Rams, who are coming off of a really good September, uh, and they're they're able to shut them down. George Kittle has a great game, or he Mostert's back. Jimmy Garoppolo takes back over the job. They look pretty good still. And so now the Niners have a full week of rest. You know, they played Sunday. They come across the country to Foxborough to face the Patriots, who are 2-1 and one at home so far this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, when I just start to look at this game, it feels like a horrendous matchup for the Pats. <laughs> it just feels horrible. Everything that the, that the Niners do offensively is predicated on the run. You start with the run, you got the play action, you got all these jet sweep motions. Everything they do is predicated on the run. We just proved last week against an average running team in the Broncos that the Patriots are not great at stopping the run. Yeah. So that matchup doesn't work out to our favor. And then on the opposite side of the ball, the, the Niners are susceptible to passing attacks where Richard Sherman is out. They play that like dog shit played out Seattle cover three defense where they just push everybody back. They try to rush their top four guys. They don't have those top four guys right now. DeForest Buckner's gone. Bosa's injured. They just don't have the same rush up front. And we're not able at this point to take advantage of that, to push the ball down the field on the outside. We don't have those weapons. We don't have that passing attack. And so we're reliant on 
victimizing teams with poor inside linebackers. And that's the strength of this goddamn defense right now where they got Fred Warner playing out of his mind and Quan Alexander come back off of injury. And they're going to be tracking down Cam. They're going to be tracking down screen plays. They're going to be monitoring the run game up front. I just think the matchup is no good. I'm still going to pick the Pats, but I think the matchup is no good. Yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying on offense too, that they're, everything starts with the run for them. It almost seems like Jimmy G is more, you know, they're, I feel like when he was with the Patriots, they, they kind of let him run the offense. He was he was out there and he was throwing. I feel like the Niners are afraid of that now, especially he got benched last week. Like he threw a bunch of picks. Like when you let him go a little bit, they, they're afraid that he's going to throw a lot of picks. So they're like, they really try and get the run going and have him make safer throws, which is a bad matchup, like you said, but I'm also kind of intrigued for our defense now because it's like, oh, hey, guess what, Bill? We don't need eight defensive backs on the field. They don't have that many fucking people to throw to. How about we figure out another type of defense here a little bit and go a little heavier? Get Afrony Jennings in there and Calhoun and, you know, at stand-up linebacker or whatever. Try and get some big bodies in there. Hopefully we get a D-tackle back or somebody can play well or you put more big guys up front, something. Just to switch it up to be like, oh, like figure out if you actually can stop the run. Because the whole problem, the reason, as you know, the, why they're afraid to commit towards the run is because they don't want to get thrown all over. Right, yeah, which is why we have a safety playing inside linebacker almost all the time. Right. So Where Against this team that, that, you know, George Kittle is always on the field, they quite often have Kyle Juszczyk on the field. So you're right there, you're down to two receivers. I mean, and, and then they'll have a tailback. Mostert right. or McKinnon. So right there, you're down to two receivers. So there's no reason to be in dime coverage. I mean, a, a dime package, which they're in most of the time, as is. You mm-hmm. can bump back to the nickel or even to a base defense, which we basically haven't seen this year. I don't know what this base defense looks like. Exactly. Uh, but their offensive line is really good. They got Trent Williams at left tackle, Lakin Tomlinson, yeah. Mike McGlinchey. I mean, they got a really good offensive line. It's powerful up front. They they run that that power game, and and then they'll hit you on the edges. I'm I'm worried about it. I'm worried about that matchup. But I do feel like it's it will um it'll bring the best out of Belichick and this defensive staff. And also, it's gonna force McDaniel's to figure something out. Also, I mean. One of the reasons that the Pats did so poorly against the Broncos was no practice time. Guess what they're going to have this week? A bunch of practice time. There should be improvement there after you spend that much time together. And then it being at home, it being it is a late afternoon game, which isn't ideal uh, for the Pats. If you wanted to take take advantage of the time difference between the West Coast and the East Coast, I just I feel like. Bill's got Shanahan's number somehow, and I, I can't point to many games. I really can't outside of the, the Super Bowl where Kyle Shanahan lit him up for two and right. a half quarters with the Falcons. Uh, I can't point to it. I just This is a feeling I have. I don't feel like the Pats are going to go two and four, and so I'm just going to take them. I'm taking Pats 24 to 20. I think Cam figures it out a bit, and uh, I just I think we can block them up front. David Andrews comes back. We have a more natural mm-hmm. offensive line. And listen to this defensive line. Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, DJ Jones, Kerry Hyder. That's who they're trotting out there. Yeah, DeForest Buckner was DeForest Buckner and Nick Bosa not were the two scary. best players in that defensive line, immediately followed by D Ford. All three of yeah. those guys are not going to play. Yeah, I mean, they lost a lot on defense. So, like you said, if they can... They're susceptible to the pass. Hopefully, we can get the pass going. I'd love to them to see Damian Harris a little bit out of the backfield usage, a little bit throwing the ball. 
I mean, they got people that can play. They just got to let them, like I said, get let them make a play. Put Asiasi on the spot. If he's got the ball, is going to bounce off his hands and get picked. Let us all fucking see it, for Christ's sake. Like, well, you know, get these guys involved. And, yeah, I feel like our defense, I mean, this offense really doesn't scare me. You know, Jimmy G's one week off of getting benched. Um, you know, I don't think they really put together a lot of great games. I'm going to take the Patriots. I think I think we're going to get it going a little offensively. I'll go 27 to 17. Wow. It's a nice margin of victory. I hope that, that pulls through. The thing yeah. I'm, I'm most interested to see besides just the overall outcome of the game is, do you see what Belichick said about George Kittle? Um, he, he said, yeah, yeah. He, said he talked him up like no tomorrow. He's as good as anybody I've coached or coached against. So basically, he's any he's as good as anybody who's ever played the game. Yeah. I assume he means by position. And uh, he's had Gronk on his team. Yeah, he's had Gronk on his team. He's had Mark Bavaro on his team. He's coached against Tony Gonzalez numerous times. I mean, he's Antonio Gates, everybody. I assume mm-hmm. he means position-based. Uh, but I really am curious to see how he decides to handle George Kittle. Because one of the things he noted in there is when teams devote too much attention to Kittle, they open up things for other players. So he he's, right. he's very aware of that and sensitive to it. And I, I just, I'm fascinated to see what happens. See what he does. Let's hope he does something good. We, we need it. We need a win. We need a win in a big, bad way. Uh, this, this is, week, this is like as, as a football fan. I mean, we, we've just been in fan. La La Land for decades. Oh, without a doubt, dude. Without a doubt, this is what it's like. Like, oh my God, are we going to make the playoffs? Like with Tom Brady, that's why we should have went with Tom Brady. Well, but we anyway. didn't have the option to. Well, whatever. I mean, this week, you know, not a lot of good games that I really, you know. Does Pittsburgh at Tennessee? It's a big one. It's a big one for the AFC. You know, the NFC East is just so bad. It's like, how are they even on TV anymore? Um, Green Bay at Houston. I mean, the names have flair, but Houston's really bad. Really bad. Seattle at Arizona is kind of nice. That might be interesting. Niners at New England, so, you know, of course, it's a decent game. Tampa at, I love the the, the night game, Tampa at Vegas. Rematch of Super Bowl 37. Let's go. Gruden That's is a good one. back on the Raiders sideline for <laughs> yeah. this one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'll be so funny. Brady that'll was be... in the league back then. I mean, it's it's still alive. It's in between. Yeah. That, that game was in between two of the Patriots Super Bowl wins. Right. That's amazing. That's amazing that uh, he Brady's on the Bucks and he's facing Gruden on the Raiders. It's pretty good. Yep. Weird little and it's twist of fate. And it's all happening in Vegas. Yep, of course. Can so, you believe it? Yep. That's right. Okay, folks. Go Pats. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy this weekend of football. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back to talk to you next week. Hopefully... This week goes off without any COVID incidents, but we'll see. So enjoy. Yep. Adios.